Hey guys, I don't know if you're like me, but I love Count the Dings and everything it has to offer. I just can't find everything I need. You know, I know about Cinephobe and I know about the mailbag and I know about Bomb, but that's all we do, right, I mean? No, we do so much more. What? Yeah, absolutely. If you sign up, patreon.com slash count the dings, you'll find a plethora of other content, fresh content, extended content, the OG pod overflow, the Cinephobe cold opens that we've taken and made their own thing to live only there the re-watchingtons bomb and it's full Ooh. and unadulterated cut early drops of cinephobe episodes and so much more said the og pod now is it new or is it old mace i'm glad you asked that it is a new incarnation mm-hmm. of the old og pod oh. so it's me zach trey Waz, tom i love those guys just like we always were going back to the true hoop days mm-hmm. we're recreating that magic recapturing it and putting it back out we're talking hoops we're talking pop culture and most importantly we're talking for 40 minutes for free mm-hmm. but then another specific patreon exclusive segment for every one of those episodes funny enough about that og pod you're getting tom and trey on mondays you're getting me and waz aka zosny on wednesdays Amin's floating in between i'm a floater you never know when you're gonna get Amin in those so you gotta listen to them all and what if i'm not sure what maze looks like because i've always thought he's a fat man with a fedora he's got a weird voice how can i see for myself what this maze character actually looks like it's crazy you don't know the answer to this mm. because it's the cinephobe pod youtube page what the ct5s on the cinephobe pod youtube page you can look at all of us you can get all the og pods on youtube too at count the dings one on youtube at cinephobe pod on youtube patreon.com slash count the dings gets you everything all in one feed you can link it to your spotify and now enjoy the show hey listener underdog fantasy is the easiest place to play fantasy sports also the fastest growing fantasy app in the industry you can play pick them pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower total in each stat for this week's games for a chance to win big you can actually win up to 100 times your money in a single night that's right i didn't say 10 i didn't say 20 up to 100 times your money Pick between two and five players, build a pick'em entry. My favorite feature, you can make rivals picks. Pit two players against each other. Wembenyama versus Nikola Jokic. Tim Hardaway Jr. versus Norm Powell. Kawhi Leonard versus Steph Curry. Who knows? Maybe Grayson Allen versus Pat Connaughton. You get where I'm going with that. You can do it all with Underdog Fantasy. Make sure you sign up today with the promo code DING. That's D-I-N-G. And get your first deposit doubled up to $100 as well as an instant pick'em special. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our promo code DING, D-I-N-G, to get your first deposit doubled up to $100 as well as an instant Pick them special must be 18 or older and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates terms apply concern with your play call 1-800-522-4700 or visit www.ncpgambling.org. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, I'm Paul Giamatti. And I'm Stephen Asma. Join us on the Chinwag Podcast every Wednesday, where we trade the banal and the boring for the super strange and bizarre. They committed human sacrifice? I did bring up human sacrifice, yes. You sure did. <laughs> that just went by fast. Kind of casually tossed that out. I would like to have an alien uh, hatchet young inside. Holy shit, really? She saw world peace, and I saw demons coming out of the wall. I will say that there was a green couch outside of the principal's office and you sat on it if you had lice or if you got into trouble. (laughs) (laughs) They wake you up from the goo pods to live in reality and you're naked and screaming. It's like... (laughs) Follow us for free on Apple Podcasts and all major podcast platforms. For more information, go to chinwagpod.fm. And find enlightenment through our Instagram or TikTok at ChinwagPod or on Twitter at Chinwag underscore pod. R Slash is a hilarious podcast where Dabney Bailey uses ridiculous voices and emotions to read aloud the week's craziest Reddit posts. He reenacts various Reddit threads covering wild stories and secrets, petty revenge, relationships, and much more. So if you're looking for a daily distraction and a laugh, check out R Slash wherever you get your podcasts. What a terrible movie you decided to pick. Oh my god! I mean, I didn't even—I knew nothing about. It. I just saw Kangaroo Jack. Too. Like, oh. <laughs> it's accessible, you know that. It's not, it won't have a problem of, hey, uh, hey, uh, I don't have the—I don't. Where can I find this movie? Right. So, right. Like, All right, let's give it a try. And I like honestly, I thought like, like okay, like beginning sequences animated, kind of odd, but okay, I'll, yeah. I'll go for it. And then I was like, oh no, oh, oh. The, <laughs> This thing is animated. <laughs> and poorly. And poorly. And, and it's like, that's all right until you realize, oh, this thing came out like 2000 and like five. Like, right. <laughs> this wasn't like in the late 80s, early 90s. Like, no, it's, uh, we had better technology than that. want to watch the movie kangaroo jack good day usa before we get into the the meat of this movie uh it's available on stars and you can also rent it on uh on itunes or rent it on i think uh google play uh it's about three bucks if you want to do that but if you have please. stars don't spend the money yeah please don't spend any extra money or do because this pot is gonna be great Welcome to Cinephobe, the podcast where we break down the movies you're afraid to admit you love. I'm Zach Harper, joined by Amin Al-Hassan. We've got Anthony Mays producing the show. Amin and I have talked about doing this podcast for a pretty long time. I've got an affinity for bad movies. Amin, you you share that same affinity. Um, 
So we thought, what better way to celebrate this? Uh, I want to tell a little bit of a background on this. Um, you may be wondering, does this cinephobe sound like cinephile, which is by Adnan Burke? You're right. That's where I mean, I believe, got the got the show title from, right? Like so, Adnan is, is well renowned to be a huge movie buff. He loves the classics. He loves uh, great uh, art in cinema and filmmaking, and we respect and love Adnan for that. But we just come at it from a different angle. We we love and respect terrible filmmaking sometimes, and some of these movies are we acknowledge are bad. But we still find enjoyment in watching them. And some of the movies that we'll review will be movies that Zach or I actually legitimately love. Right. And just can't understand why everyone else can't see the genius of the movie. Right, exactly. And so we've been we've been talking about this for a while. And, and then after a couple of months of talking about it, you came to me and said, hey, have you heard of this podcast called How Did This Get Made? Um, uh, which you may also be wondering if this is like that. And you're like, have you heard of this? I was like, yeah, it's one of my favorite podcasts. And you, I think you said like, are we ripping this off? I was like, a hundred percent we are. That's exactly what we're doing. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's, it's the wild west of the internet, man. Right. Podcasting. Like everyone's got a podcast. Oh, so your little interview podcast. Oh, that's different and original. Oh, oh, you talk. You talk to Miko Grimes, never heard her on any other podcast before. Right, exactly. You, you know what's funny about this is uh, – so it will be you know similar because we're reviewing bad movies. But, uh, but it's – you know we're going to put our own little twist on it. And for once, I mean it's, it's kind of exhilarating to be, to be on the other side of ripping something off on the internet, right? Like usually it's <laughs> – usually, usually we are the victims. That's yeah, usually we're the victims. So this time we get to be the ripper-offer. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about this. Uh, let's jump into the movie – um, yeah, this was your choice. You chose Kangaroo so, Jack, Good Day well, hold USA. Hold on. So, so, so a little backstory for this particular episode. So literally we've been talking about this and then like the last couple of weeks. All right, let's get this off the ground. Let's stop messing around. And, and Anthony Mays, bless him, has been on both me and Zach about guys, guys, pick a, pick a movie, pick a day. When are we going to do this? Da, da, da. And to be honest, we still really hadn't sorted everything out. And it, was it Wednesday night or Tuesday night, Zach? Wednesday night. Yeah, it was Wednesday. Wednesday night. It's like one in the morning, and I'm flipping through, and I see in the guide, Kangaroo Jack, Good Day USA. And I was like, what? And I hit info and read the description, took a picture of my screen, sent it to Zach. And I said, apparently, Kangaroo Jack had a sequel. And that's all I said. I didn't, I didn't pitch it. I, was just, I just knew that there was only one person in this world who would appreciate <laughs> <laughs> information like that. And that's really the true genesis of the pod, right? Is the yeah. idea that you, you come across these things on the guide and you're like, who else would like find this fascinating? And then the only for me, there's only one person, not Zach Harper. Yeah, and for me it's Amino Hassan. So uh so you didn't click on it though. You didn't you didn't decide to fire it up because here's the, no. the surprise to us. Uh that that fits for our our dis, our decision of Amin, why did you pick this? Because we just thought, all right, it's it, you know, it's Kangaroo Jack's sequel. Like, why not? Uh, the problem with this one is we had no idea it was an animated short film, I guess. Like, it's it's 70 minutes long. Um, for those who don't know, the original that's all, Kangaroo, that's all they could afford. That's all they could afford in terms of cells and management and time. Uh, the original Kangaroo Jack came out in 2004, 2003. Um, it's an 8% on Rotten Tomatoes. 8%. The, the original Kangaroo Jack. Yeah, the original, and 28% from the audience. Uh, Kangaroo Jack Day USA, here's how it's been received. There is one review on the internet for it. One. 
It's about to double. Yeah. It's about to double, baby. It gets a it gets a forty percent from the audience, but it's it's not even the one review is a rotten rotten review. Um, so this is from Brian Costello of Common Sense Media. Uh, Kangaroo, Kangaroo Jack Good Day USA is a very silly movie that on occasion veers into obnoxious humor. In other words, this movie is unafraid to use flatulence to garner some laughs. Much of its humor is derived from food fights, one-dimensional portrayals of, say, surfer dudes, and slapstick-style <laughs> violence. None of this is quite <laughs> enough to carry the movie, but it's enough to keep families entertained, assuming this is their style of humor. What a backhanded compliment that is at the end. If you're a piece of shit family, like this will probably work for you. Though. Yeah, that's what that's what my man said. What's Are you a, Brian Costello? Brian Costello. Yeah. Wow, judge much. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so you picked this movie based on what we told you. My thoughts going into this movie were I didn't know it was animated. I did like, and and I'm with you. Like going into this, we talked about this before the show started. We going into this, like the opening sequence is animated. And I, I had the same thought you did of, all right. So they, they animated the opening scene. No big deal. You know, like uh, you, I know Jerry O'Connell's not in this. I know Anthony Anderson's not in this. Uh, this comes out a year after Kangaroo Jack. Came but, out. But, so, okay. So, so uh, right. Let's start here. Cause I don't think I saw Kangaroo Jack to be honest. Oh man. It is. It's, I mean, it's really, really bad. But but my, my question is, given how bad it was, who greenlit a sequel? Right. right? Like I, it's, was or, this meant for was this meant for TV? Did they think this was, was going to be a series? Was it made by the same people who make Kangaroo Jack One, or were the people who make Kangaroo Jack One shocked and surprised to discover that someone actually asked them for the licensing rights? I mean, that's that's a great that's a great question. I'm I'm looking up right now uh, what the production is. Um, no, it looks like completely different people involved, different wow. director, different writers. Um, really the only thing that remains the same are the, the, the names the of the characters. main characters. Yes. The characters yeah. are the same, but because they're at, maybe, maybe that's our answer for the animation, right? Like nobody wanted to be involved in a sequel. <laughs> right. So there's us. So Screw it, we'll draw it. <laughs> we'll just draw it and get some random people. By the way, I've got some, uh, some fun facts for you. Oh, the, okay. The guy who plays well, how do we want? To, first of all, how do we want to do this? Do we want to? Do we want to give these fun facts or go through the movie first of all? Like the, the let's go through the movie. Um, okay. I mean, it's man. It, <laughs> it's 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 just I don't know it's, if there's a story. So the, there is the, no story. The premise of the movie is that Kangaroo Jack. Uh, Jackie Legs is the name of the kangaroo that they've given it. Uh, Jackie Legs in the first one, the first movie, the original Kangaroo Jack is about smuggling. Like the, Jerry O'Connell and Anthony Anderson get in trouble with, I think Michael Shannon is the is the bad guy. Are they? And, are they now? Are they like bumbling criminals? What are what are they by trade in the first movie? Uh, I don't remember what they're because I, I felt, but they're idiots. They I, I idiots. felt I felt like I was missing out a lot on some context here because it seems so. This movie starts with them in Australia with a girl. Uh, and the three of them, I guess, work for a shampoo company. They own, they own a but shampoo I didn't, company. I did not know if that was something that was carrying over from Kangaroo Jack 1 or if that was uh, like just some plot device. They didn't say, hey, let's, for this sequel, let's just pretend. <laughs> they, they, they work for a shampoo company and they're searching the Australian outback 
shampoo or I don't know for something to make their shampoo better. Well, so that has nothing to do with the first one. <laughs> the okay, first one. Right. So here's the the first one is essentially uh, Louis Brooker and Charlie Carbone. That's the characters. Love it. You know the names. <laughs> are, they're close friends uh, with the mob, essentially. Okay, so they're um, in the mob tie. Okay. Yeah, they, they're there's a like they botch stolen TVs, um, and and Charlie's stepfather is the mob leader. And so they gotcha. are they are then told to deliver fifty thousand dollars to somebody in Australia. Um, gotcha. And essentially things go awry when uh, a kangaroo steals the money. Gotcha. Okay. That that okay. So to put things in perspective, that plot makes a whole lot more sense <laughs> than the one for kangaroo jack too, right? Just just keep that in mind. So the opening scene is. Them being chased through the jungle, I guess. Yes. yes. And the 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 hilarity of it is, uh, I'm because you know I write my notes as the movie's happening. I don't yeah. wait till the end. Right. Same. So these these are, these are the notes that I have like for the first couple scenes. Kangaroo Jack Two. It's animated? Question mark. And then the kangaroo is directing a commercial. <laughs> Yeah, so at first, at first, as it started, I'm like, oh, this is about how Australia will kill you, right? Because uh, Australia is one right. of the deadliest places in the world. And All so these scary chased, Australian animals. Yeah, they'd be chased by a snake, like, by a spider, by alligators. Everything. Well, I guess crocodiles, not alligators. Crocodiles. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then it turns out they're not actually being chased. These are All these animals are actors in a TV commercial for shampoo. Directed, directed by the kangaroo. Yeah, the kangaroo by, is the director on the commercial. Right. Well, I would appreciate if you called him by his real name, Jackie Legs. Jackie Legs. I'm Jackie sorry. Legs. So, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so a little bit of a callback to the first one is he is he does somehow end up in Anthony Anderson's uh, hoodie. <laughs> so, I don't quite by the way, I have to point out the commercial and the the direct the directing was all a dream sequence because of course right. what. Every terrible movie needs a dream sequence, right? So the guy who, who's supposed to be Anthony Anderson's character, by the way, my note is, is that supposed to be Anthony Anderson? Because it took me a while. I was like, wow, man, what is this bumbling fat black guy? I'm like, oh, no. Oh, yeah. no. That, that's that's their version of what Anthony Anderson is. Right. Um, <laughs> so... So here's what I love. Okay. Here's, here's what I love is that they they do give you like so once once we find out that it's a dream sequence, it's because Anthony Anderson, well, fake Anthony Anderson, uh, Louis Booker has now uh, woken up from the dream, and and it's so nice of Jesse, the woman in the group, uh, to give us the exact reason in a completely normal conversation where he's like, <laughs> oh, I was dreaming about this, and sh- and her response, I wrote this down word for word, we're back in Australia so we can find a new shampoo formula so our company doesn't go out of business and we're surrounded by kangaroos. What else would you dream about? That's why I was so thrown off because all those details made it seem like we were in Australia the first time trying to create a, a shampoo company. No. Or, or like that, like she mentioned shampoo company so nonchalantly. Right. Like, yeah, I mean that's that's what they've been up to, right? No, I don't remember. Maybe that did happen at the end of. Maybe they dis- discovered shampoo at the end. Of, I don't really remember the ending of Kangaroo Jack. I just know there's a point where the kangaroo talks. In, in a, the movie. In the- <laughs> 
It's wearing what? sunglasses, that red Brooklyn hoodie, zip up hoodie, and it talks. Oh my god! Yeah. So, <laughs> this- so wait, but here's the funny thing: is when she says, "What else would you dream about?" Uh, Louis still starts working blue because says, "I'd rather not say." Yeah, that's- no, look, that's the funny thing about this movie. So again and again, like, okay, so as soon as I found out it was animated for real, <clears throat> and by the way, animation late. 80s, early 90s style animation. Think like Little Mermaid style animation, only not as good. Um, only not as good. And by the way, it's in 2004 that this was made. Yes, yeah. So, but like I was like, oh, I, I guess it's that it's meant for kids, right? But then every once in a while, there'd be like a reference or something that, and not like Shrek tongue in cheek, haha, no. parents will get this with the kid. Like it's just really blatant, like, yo, man, that's not cool at all. Like, just a, just a, a straight up sex it's, joke, right? Yeah, there's a scene where a character adjusts the mirror so that he can check out a girl's ass as she's walking away. <laughs> like, I'm like, wait, what? Like, straight up, not to check out the girl walking away, right? Check out just the girl's ass, right? Um, so essentially, they go to the outback to talk to aboriginals to find out the secret. Uh, they're called indige- indigenous people. Oh, I'm sorry, right? Indigenous people. Uh, yeah. In it, somehow they managed to offend me with their portrayal of the indigenous. Oh no! Well, and then portrayal of anyone who isn't white, by the way. Yeah, that's fair, was, right? Yeah, because because Lewis was, is very comically, holy, stereotypically <laughs> bumbling black guy. Like it's yes. pretty offensive. Well, and and there's also, I mean, <laughs> what would I say here? Okay, I said the natives are problematic, and then I put two thousand. 2004 question mark question mark because I wanted to make sure that that's when this movie was made and not 1984 for instance uh, <laughs> including by the way a scene where they Lewis puts on a hoodie and at, because he puts on a hoodie all the natives drop down and start worshipping him right <laughs> I'm not making that right up. that is that is what happens uh, and what I what I write after that was who was the target market <laughs> So, uh, poachers then steal Jackie legs. Okay, so I have a question about this. Isn't okay. Australia overrun with an overpopulation of kangaroos? There's a lot of them. Like, they, like uh, nobody poaches them. It's quite the opposite. It's like these varmints, and they're they're like a rodent uh, issue in, in in Australia. They can't they can't kill enough kangaroos and make them into steaks and leather and all that stuff right am i, am I do i have this wrong i feel I, like no I, I think I, that's i think that's just about right and, and like it's not like a rhino or an elephant tusk no business in africa no. Right? like no they're like here take all the kangaroos you want like it's not it's not a big deal and by the way uh i point out here bad guys always wear sunglasses in cartoons right oh in cartoons if you're wearing sunglasses you're probably a bad guy but guess what Spoiler alert for later. This movie is the movie that made me have to make an amendment to that rule. Because okay. later right. on, I discover not all bad guys. <laughs> not all sunglasses are bad guys. But okay. I'll tell you that later. All right. Um, so then – so once we find out that Lewis and his Brooklyn red hoodie make him the chosen one, now they're supposed to find these stolen gems from the indigenous people. Now, okay, so I uh, full disclosure, I fell asleep a couple of times in the movie. Okay, uh, <laughs> so I don't know why. I'd okay, like it's to. Know, it's seventy minutes long. Yeah, <laughs> I, I never understood the connection between the missing gems and that because it seems like they're like, hey, these 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 stones are missing. All right, cool. 
And then the next scene is they're messing around and they see Jackie Legs. That's his name, Jackie Legs? Jackie Legs, yeah. Kangaroo. Yeah, they see a kangaroo. And then he's poached, right? And I never – and then they go, like, go find the poacher's camp and see where he's about to be smuggled away and all this stuff. And they go on this adventure to rescue him because apparently he has a wife and child that we see. Yeah, that he saved from being poached. Yes. He saved his wife and child, but now Anthony Anderson character uh, feels like he's got to save Jackie because Jackie saved their life in the past. Again, got to assume that's from the first movie. Right. Because he definitely didn't do anything in this one. <laughs> uh, but but you get my point, right? Like they go on this adventure to rescue him and bring him back to Australia. Where do the gems come back in? Well, so we don't really get that until a breaking news report in Las Vegas. Oh, by the way, they're taking these animals to Las Vegas. Oh. Oh, uh, yeah, by the way, uh, yeah, and there's a couple of things. Before we get to Vegas, I just want to say, one, uh, so when they find the poacher's camp, they're uh, on a ridge, kind of like a few hundred yards away, yeah. and they're staring down with night vision, like military-grade binoculars. Right. And I thought to myself, I thought y'all were here for shampoo. Why would you pack night vision military-grade binoculars for this trip? It, it's a great then question. I, then I thought the kangaroos were in a hoodie, so <laughs> let's not overthink. <laughs> let's not overthink too much about why characters that have certain things in their possession. So, uh, <laughs> here's another note before we get to Vegas: the farting all the way to the airport was a nice touch. <laughs> that's I mean, that's right? where Brian Costello so, really locked in on the flatulence as so, humor. So this is what Brian Costello was talking about. So. Um, they're looking, they get to the poacher's camp. They're looking for which crate Jackie is in. Where's Jackie? Can't find them. They hear poachers coming. So then they hide in a crate quickly just to kind of avoid detection. Turns out there's an emu in the crate. They're sharing the crate with the emu. And then the poachers are like, hey, let's move this crate. And they start pushing it. But because there's three human beings and an emu, it's very heavy. And they're like, why is it so heavy? And so when they open the crate to see why it's so heavy, uh, uh, we just hear farts, uncontrollable farts. Yeah. And, and it's going for the classic misdirection that we think that the emu is farting and, and the poach is like, oh, ew, and they close the crate and they run away. Uh, but then we find out it wasn't the emu. It was actually Anthony Anderson, not quite Anthony Anderson's character, right? Right, yeah. He's the one that's farting. And so I was like, ha-ha, all right. So then all of these crates again get transported to the airport. And as we're going to the airport, all you hear... The sounds of farts. Right, and just the that, whole time. I laughed. Did you? <laughs> You're the demographic. I know. I just because like the the first fart, I was like, okay, that's kind of corny and predictable. Right. But the, the, I I just had the idea like, no, 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 we stick with it. We ride this thing out. Now, you have now, farting I mean, the whole way. This is where you and I connect on these movies is because it's not just the fact that they've been made and this is what we can consume. It's the process of how they get made. It's the like fact the that. Yeah. The fact that they would go, oh, my God, you know what? No, we need to lean into this fart joke. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like I can see it in the room. Though. The writers are all there. It's like, okay, so he farts, and the poachers go away, and they go, and they go to Vegas. And someone says, no, 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 no. He keeps farting the whole way. <laughs> I like to think that they were at, like, 67 minutes. They're like, man, we really got to push this to 70. What, what can we do? We could extend that that transport yeah, scene, fart. which is a bunch, yeah. bunch of farts. We could this do that. Fart, oh. Farting the whole way. I did laugh. I, won't, I laughed. Wow, I laughed that is, because I was like, 
I laugh because I thought of that. I thought of like, man, you brazen filmmakers, you. That is upsetting. You risk takers. I, <laughs> Brian Costello would be so ashamed of you right now. Yeah, I know. Uh, so, um, so uh, they find out that they're going to Las Vegas, and I said, "Oh, there's a quote. Oh, the 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 girl. Her her name is Jessie, I believe. Right? Yes. Jessie says, because the the remember this." Playing now with all these crates has emus and koalas and all types of Australian wildlife, right? And Jesse says, who could possibly want all these wild animals in Las Vegas? And in parentheses, right as he was saying that, I was typing it and I wrote, if it ain't Mike Tyson, they really fucked up. <laughs> no, if it, no like, it's, not, it's not Mike Tyson. It's, uh, it's Outback Ollie, who's just a, a shitty Steve Irwin impersonation. The next line I wrote was, it ain't Mike Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> no, think about how the movie could have been saved. Like, first of all, okay, so no, this is where there, I'll give you I the, mean, the I mean, there's the, no way they could have gotten the rights to use Mike Tyson's likeness. I'm tell, look, look, let me tell you something. Do you, man, see, now I'm going to, earlier I teased some, some uh, like, interesting tidbits about this movie, right? Yeah. Okay, so the casting... It's not as low budget. Like, oh, no, like, the casting's legit. You guys could have afforded Mike Tyson. That's what I was, like. What, at the end of it, I was like, at first, I was like, okay, so it's it's a dumb movie, and da da da. Of course, they couldn't get Mike Tyson. But then I saw the casting. I was like, no, they absolutely Mike don't cost that much, especially in two thousand and four. So uh, the guy who plays Anthony Anderson yeah. is and uh, Ahmad Best. Do you know who Ahmad Best is? I I do only because I looked it up. Oh, I wish you hadn't looked it up. I wish I'm you sorry. hadn't looked it up. Well, here's the thing. I'm it's not- about 20 minutes into this movie. I couldn't, I was like, this movie is going to be so uninteresting. I need to find something to talk about with this stuff. Okay, so uh, to those who don't know, Ahmad Best is the guy who played Jar Jar Binks in, right. in Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Right? Like, I mean, I guess that's what happens to your career when you play Jar Jar Binks. Um uh, well, he still. Well, hold on. He still had. If I have my timeline right, he still had another Star Wars movie coming out when this was made. Yeah. Episode one was nineteen ninety nine, right? And then episode two was two thousand and two. Yeah, so he would have been in production for uh, Revenge of the Sith. Here's right? what I like. Here's what I like to think is that there was some kind of gambling debt where he needed. Eight thousand dollars or whatever he made for making this movie. Which, no, like, okay, so okay, I would have thought the same thing, except for the fact that then you go down the down the, the list for uh, for the other guys in this movie. Uh, Josh Keaton plays, I guess, what was uh, Jerry O'Connell's act uh, character. Yeah. He's played a lot. He's a highly accomplished voice actor. He's been in. The Spider-Man animations. He's done video games. He's done the Lego movies. Like he's done, he's done a lot of work. Phil Lamar, one of the most famous uh, voice actors and sketch comedians. Yeah, really, from uh, from Mad TV. From Mad TV, and does the voice of Hermes on on Futurama, and does uh, has done voices on on uh, Rick and Morty, and like this is like this is a legit dude. And even back then, right? Um, Oba Babatunde. Uh, you might remember him as the Dean, uh, Dean Kane from How High. Yes, sir. Oh, Dean that's Kane, sir. right. Yes. Yeah. Again, he's a guy. He, he's been. I think he he's a working Jackson actor. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's a guy who's been in a lot of movies, doing yeah. a lot of TV shows. And I'm not saying he's 
Samuel L. Jackson, I'm just saying, like you said, he's a working actor. This dude, dude's not hurting for a check. So he's got to do this. Carlos L. Azraki, who uh, you may remember him as, uh, uh, he is on uh, Reno 911. He's one of the cops on Reno 911. I gotta look that up. He, yeah, he's he like again a a very um, like not won't say well renowned, but like this dude works. Man. Oh, I know this dude. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and and he's been he's been in planes, like yeah. Disney movies, like Happy Feet. He's done voice, like again, accomplished voice. So I'm like looking down the list. I'm like, dude, they didn't skip on casting. So like, if you had so just thought about them? Mike Tyson, Mike yeah. Tyson would have been perfect. I guess. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, the the voice of so there are two more voices. The voice of Jackie Legs, the <laughs> yeah. the, the kangaroo, uh, is Jeff Bennett, who was Johnny Bravo. Oh, didn't I know that? Okay. Yeah, and then uh, uh, Jesse's voice, the woman's voice, Kathy Suchi, who is Lola Bunny in Space Jam. Wow. Yeah. There you go. So there you go. So yeah, I guess so, all right. I guess like they could have Mike Tyson. And, and like when you think about it, it's like. If this- movies this low budget they could have just saved money on the, they could have had like me and you do voices like it, right. it, it, at this at, when you look at the script at some point it doesn't matter anymore right oh yeah like, no the best voice actors in the world couldn't do this yeah exactly so why why'd you say why'd you spend money on some of literally some of the best voice actors in the world right uh, uh, by the by the way uh a couple of australian characters in this movie not a single person born in australia yeah. from australia does a voice in this movie well you know you know how it goes <laughs> Uh, I, I said, uh, oh, man, they made this whole movie on the strength of this one elevator pitch. Imagine the kangaroo on the Vegas Strip. So is this why it became animated? Because I would imagine in a live action movie, this is something that could possibly work. In that, all right, we get to shoot in Vegas. We get to have a Vegas movie. Um, you know, this is like that's kind of the and, and everyone's just like, no, the first one was such a flop. We're not possibly making this. And they said, what if we drew it? Uh, I like that as a secondary explanation. I still like the original explanation of <laughs> they went up to the, hey, we want the rights to this. And the original Candy Girl Jack Q were like, really? And then they gave them the rights. And then after that, they were like, oh, yeah, we couldn't get any of the original actors to be in it. So let's just draw it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we get to Vegas. They break... They break Jackie Legs out of a out of the airport, essentially, um, which the FBI is there. So I was confused as to why the FBI was there, but I guess you fell asleep, so you might not be able to help me out with this point. But just all of a sudden, they they're being chased as they break Jackie Legs out of this crate. They're being chased by uh, not only the FBI but by some mobster, underhanded type people. What I write here is Kangol's also a sign of villainy. <laughs> Also, soul patch. There's a soul patch yeah. involved on one of the guys. Yes. Um, so they they get picked up by Anthony, fake Anthony Anderson's uh, uh, cousin who lives in Vegas, who drives a limo. Uh, uh, yeah, another well, he's also, he's also exterminator. He's a kind of a jack of all trades. Uh, he's also and he's also one hell of a <laughs> of an offensive caricature of black people. Yeah, he's uh, yeah. It's um, yeah. Oh, one point shouting out all his peeps down at the pool hall. <laughs> that's you know, what i like so in the writing process because i wrote this down as well uh what i like to think of is they were trying to think of what do black people like to do oh you know how they're always down at the pool hall i bet he's got friends there <laughs> it reminds me of uh uh charlie sheen in money talks 
It's like a G-Dog on a fly tip. What <laughs> the fuck does that mean? <laughs> so they, so the, the limo driver picks them up. They're going down the strip. Um, one of my favorite things about this movie is trying to figure out what they decided to rename things. So there's like a, oh, yeah. there's like a sign for Are you doing the same thing? The, fa- the, the fake hotel names. <laughs> you know, all I saw was like, are they going to put Caesars in it? Like, no, there's no chance. <laughs> um, and so, and so Jackie uh, wakes up from a stupor. Jackie Legs <laughs> wakes up from a stupor. Um, they give him some candy, which was a running theme in the first one where he ate some candy. Okay, and, licorice. Yeah. Right? He's a big licorice guy. And, and then became like kind of like a sugar hide or I don't know. Uh, and so and so he busts out of the, the limo, jumps around, causes a huge car accident on the strip um, and then kind of hops away. And they got to they got to figure out how to find him. So they go check into a hotel, uh, the Conquistador. Which is. Yes, yes, yes. Um, the, the guy at the door is dressed like a conquistador, by the way. Yeah. Like a conquistador. And, and, and 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 does all the like uh, like very uh, Latin stereotypes. Oh, you can have a cabana. Like <laughs> <laughs> so offensive. Um, now here here's my thing. So the scene where he goes to the buffet and eats. Some well, wait, spicy wait, food. Real quick, real oh, okay, quick. Get to that. Uh, okay. There is a there's a dream sequence uh, in which Jackie uh, Jackie Legs is listening to a lounge singer and starts like uh, fantasizing about uh, dancing with the kangaroo that he uh, that he saved from the poachers. That's when it connected to me. That's his wife. Uh, wait, it wasn't earlier when he actually said Jackie's wife and kid. I missed that. That, I gotta be was, honest. I was I was playing I was playing a game on my phone as I watched this movie for for chunks of it because uh, it just couldn't grab my attention. I, I got I gotta be honest. I fell asleep and missed the whole Latin singer part. Oh, oh, okay. So yeah. So let's jump to the buffet. Then. <laughs> All right. So okay, we get to the buffet. <laughs> we get to the buffet. He eats some spice, something spicy. Yeah. And then the OJ's fire starts playing, and I said. Well, you found budget for that. Find budget for some songs, like real songs. That's what I'm saying. Like the OJ's fire. If you've ever never heard the song, you've heard the song, even if you didn't know it was OJ. Fire. Like maybe maybe you could like insert that uh, music in there. Fire. note fire is actually by the ohio players and not the ojs it was just it was staggering i'm like hold on man then like he kicks a, a tray and a roast beef flies and it hits the white guy and yeah. then the chicken flies and it hits the black guy. And I was like, and it lands on his head. His head is up the chicken's ass. And I'm like, oh, this is bad. This is bad. But then he picks up the chicken and he steps it down and he runs away. And I said, like, okay, I mean, maybe you're reading too much into this. Right. Relax. Like, but no, there's more. It, it just, just had, like, like the food, you could have just landed on him. It doesn't matter, right? He runs back, grabs a leg of chicken, and then runs back again. And he's gnawing at this leg of chicken. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, it is. 
It is. It's not the least problematic thing I've ever watched. And that. then, and then Zach, I fell asleep again because my next note is I fell asleep and woke up to the kangaroo singing "Mama Said Knock You Out" in a boxing. Oh, game. you missed so much. You missed so much. I mean, there is a sequence. So I was they, so confused. I was like, wait, what's happening here? No, they're, so they're searching. There's, I'm so glad you missed this. I'm glad I get to describe it to you. So they're searching for him. They go into a dark room. They never turn on the lights. All you see is their eyes in the darkness. Somehow, when the lights get turned on, they are in a cage with a panther in it. And you hear, and there's like, oh, so here's another sexual reference you miss. It's like, you hear this like licking and slurping. And and Lewis is like, oh my god, what's going on here? You know, like. So, and by the way, if you thought that was an offensive black voice, that is exactly the voice they used for this, for this movie. And so again, the man who voiced George Arbics. Right. And so, and so when the lights get turned on, they realize that the panther is licking their clothes because it's covered in food from the food fight. So they take their clothes off and they're just in their underwear. And, and Lewis is this, you know, schlubby fat black guy. Anthony Anderson. Yeah. And Charlie is, is like he man. He's got abs. He's shredded. I mean, just absolutely shredded. Like Ray Donovan worked him out. Like, I mean, he is shredded. And so, and so, uh, they, they get they trick the the panther into getting out of the cage. They're then locked in the cage. The panther tries to chase Jackie legs around. Jackie escapes, and then the cage gets uh, rises to the ceiling. Where there then it goes into a magic show. Wait, so what, what was so what? yeah? So there's a so the the trick is they cover a woman in a cage with a you know a blanket, and then when they pull the blanket off, the panther's supposed to be there. Instead, uh, it is two mostly naked men which is just in their underwear. They get laughed at. They get thrown out of the, the casino. Wait, how do we get how do we get to him performing Mama Said Knock You Out, though? That's what I'm really... I'm so, legit, like... Yeah, that's such a... <laughs> and it never, like... And I was like, oh, it's probably another dream, but he never comes out of a dream sequence. He fights the dude and then sings Mama Said Knock You Out in the ring, and then he just kind of dips. Yeah, so at one point... Uh, fake Anthony Anderson does mention like, oh, there's a boxing match this week. Oh, I'd love to go to this boxing match, right? Like, oh, it's the champ. I want to watch the champ. And so then, after the magic show, they just cut to to Jackie Legs fighting the the champ and rapping Mama Said Knock You Out. So they got the license to that song. By the way, here's another fun fact for you as I stayed for the credits. Uh, yeah, performing that song... Yes. Was Jeff Bennett, the guy who voices the kangaroo, yes. and Bizarre from D12. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, they both did? I guess. I don't know if he did uh, tracking or what it was, so, but it's a performance. Here's, what I, get, here's, by, what, I, here's oh, what I would think. Because oh, during, the, during the verses, there is no Australian accent. When they get to, yes. when they get to the chorus, the Australian accent kind of peeks through a little yeah. bit. Yes. Yes. Son of a bitch. Bizarre, huh? Yes, bizarre. All right. Well, he's still getting work in 2004. That's exciting. Yeah, I mean, 2004 was kind of, that wasn't, wasn't the height of Bizarre. Yeah, I guess well. it was, yeah, right. like, yeah. Which, again, in retrospect, like, that's the best you could do. Yeah. You're riding high on the shoulders of Eminem, who's, like, a megastar, and the best you got was not even a, a, an acting credit on this thing. No. But doing background vocals for 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 the guy who voiced Johnny Bravo oh. on Kangaroo Jack's sequel, which is animated. <laughs> like, like, yeah, like that. 
if you wanted to insult someone, that's kind of like the scenario you come up and say, man, you're the type of person to be rolling with like the biggest star in the world. The only work you can get is doing background vocals to the guy who did Johnny Bravo's voice on his animated sequel to the movie Kangaroo Jack. I mean, you had to fight somebody if they said that. Yeah, you know, no, that's that's worse than insulting someone's family. Like, that's 100% worse. Um, so then we find out the FBI has now spun this onto um, onto Charlie and and Lewis. There's a breaking news report about uh, about them smuggling jewels. Is this before or after the water skiing scene? This is before. Did you fall asleep yes. to this too? Uh, I, I have a note here. The cousin adjusts the mirror to see the girl's ass. <laughs> right, yeah, that, that, that doesn't happen. Um, so yeah. there's a... Uh, so yeah, they... Oh man, I guess uh, they find Jackie. They go search for Jackie. They find him. He escapes. Uh due to they got trapped at some woman. So this woman calls the cousin, who's also a pest control, uh, an exterminator. And so they, she calls him saying, hey, there's a kangaroo in my backyard. So they're like, oh, that's where the kangaroo is. So they escape. They go there. Uh, Lewis drives the uh, the limo um, while the cousin drives a, an exterminator truck with a big bug on it. Lewis crashes the limo right outside of the woman's house just by chance after causing several driving violations and not paying attention to the road. Uh, they then get trapped in the backyard. Uh, Jackie gets away, goes off into the desert, and that's when they go after, and they go find him, I guess, at a boat rental place. I don't really, they never really show how they find him at the boat rental place. They just go looking for him after they consult uh, Outback Ollie. So they consult Outback Ollie. He gets into the picture where now he's involved. And we find out that Outback Ollie is not the hero that we hope he is. He is yeah. science. Like he's a villain to this. That's where I, that's where I, I put uh, in my notes. Outback Ollie with a fake accent is a twist. Right. Yeah. Fake accent is a twist and kind of goes in and out. Um, but then so he says, oh, no, go get go get the. Oh, he said, oh, this is what happens. This is how they find it. He says he's going to search for water. That's what kangaroos do. They'll search for water in the desert. And so then they find a lake where people are. Lake are Mead. Lake Mead. Like one of the one of the few like, actually correct uh, geographical locations in this movie. Right. Uh, and so, so then they, uh, they're, they're a couple of surfer dudes. Water ski guys sound like far away from the Mike Surfer hockey dude on Levitar. Yes, that's a They sound exactly call. like that. Cha. Cha. Yeah. <laughs> And they're and they're the ones that uh, that changed my rule about it. they wear sunglasses in an animated movie. They're they're, they're villains because those guys weren't villains. No, they, they were sunglasses. villains. They just, they had they just, some surfer dudes on the lake. <laughs> it's just they're just having a good time. Uh, they were also a callback from the the limo scene and oh, when there's a strip. There, yeah, because they recognize the kangaroo. Uh, because of course they will. No, they they recognize. Jackie, I don't know if they recognize he was a kangaroo because they lamented why he didn't show up to their party. Right, they did invite him to a party as he broke away from yeah. the limo. Um, bro, we miss you at the party, bro. So I gotta, I gotta, I gotta be honest. This is where I stopped taking notes because I was pretty mentally checked out at this point. I thought if I, I remember got, it, I remember it. If not, Amin will have it. I've got one more note for the for the room. There's like thirty minutes left in this movie. The, the last note is, so basically fast forward, 
they find out that, you know, oh, Al Bagali isn't what he claims to be. And he holds Jesse hostage because, of course, he's going to hold a woman hostage, right? Right. He's going to hold some dude hostage, right? And so Jackie jumps from, like, clear the other side of this moat and this this huge, uh, like, uh, park reserve or whatever and, like, jumps in and two foot kicks the dude in the chest into an alligator pit, uh, to which I wrote, Jackie, Jackie jumped further than Arya Stark did before she stabbed in that game. <laughs> like it was like if you watched Game of Thrones last episode uh, or episode three, where the Night King gets killed and Arya, and spoiler alert, Arya does it, and you said, "Oh my God, how far back did she jump from?" Trust me, Jackie's legs has her beat by a mile. Yeah, and I don't mean that, that. I don't mean that figuratively, like by a lot. I mean literally. He jumped a mile. Yeah, right. She jumped 10 feet. He jumped a mile in 10 feet. That's what happened. And so, yeah, so he basically murders Outback Ollie. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, everyone kind of laughs. because Yeah, it, like, this is like, alligator. I'm like, guys, this, that's not, this is very serious. Right, yeah, no, the, he's getting torn apart. Like, and I think there are kids there, because I think it was for the show. Because there was a, because there's a, like, a Outback Ollie host this, like, show in Vegas uh, for all these animals, and there's always kids there, so there are definitely kids watching a man get torn oh, apart by by crocodiles or alligators, or whatever yes, were there. Yes. Um, and so then after that, they uh, everything's everything's back to normal, right? They go. They, be- return, they-, they return the gems, which apparently were. Oh. In the, I don't, again, I don't know why the cat, the Karen guru had them in his is in a, in a necklace, but. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, here's the. Thing. <laughs> I swear to God, this. Movie. <laughs> here's the thing here's the thing is the cousin then tries to steal the gems he tries to pull one over he, yes. he pretends to be an indigenous person he yes. he he pretends to be one tries to but say talk, like, oh, those like, gems. give them back to me but talks like a but talks like a preacher though right <laughs> the gems have to return to my people yeah it was either a preacher or some kind of some kind of like jazz ghost i can't re- i can't really figure out like, <laughs> jazz ghost <laughs> So, he, uh, so, so yeah, he tries to get him, and then all, and then he go, and then he gives them to the rightful people and says, ah, I was just trying to, you know, I was just trying to get, you know, get mine or something like that, you know, something mildly vernacular, and uh, and they return them to the indigenous people. Uh, I guess they're kind of like Infinity Stones in in retrospect because they put them into these like holders, and like this light shoots out, and uh, and then after that. After that, then there's a there's a song, there's a song that was written like in the outback or something, that was uh, by Lil song J. Song by Lil Lil J. Yeah. yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, and so uh, so yeah, it kind of just like wraps up with them. They get uh, the secrets of making good shampoo, and then. And then the kangaroo starts talking to them again, right? And the kangaroo's talking to them. And then all the animals, the animals from the opening scenes are talking to them again. Which, by the way, we we forgot to point out that in the opening scene, the the animals in the commercial were very upset by the way they were being treated by the director, which was a kangaroo. Right. They had had complaints about, like, how they were being directed. Yeah. Like actors, not like animals. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So that's... uh, that's Kangaroo Jack G'day USA. Uh, what was the best part of the movie for you? Um, I legitimately farted. I laughed during the farting scene, man. I, I, I can't call it. Like that, to me, if you asked to ask me to pick a highlight, that would be it. 
I'm gonna say just the bewilderment I had from the from the rapping kangaroo while boxing. I think that was my highlight. Oh, you, you're bewildered. I woke up to it. <laughs> I, I woke up and this kangaroo's rapping. And I'm like, is that LL Cool J? And then it's fighting, and then it's not a dream. Right. Yeah. Not a dream. Not a dream at all. Um. All right. So let's give our verdict on this, which we're gonna do. Uh, verdict is phobe or file. So phobe means you hate it. File means you love it. Uh, I mean, is this a is this a win for you? No, it was phobe, man. It it just wasn't coherent enough of a bad movie for me to be able to like, say, oh, it stunk, but I I enjoyed it. I I I was checking my watch. I fell asleep twice like no it thumbs down yeah i started watching it uh i woke up early because i had to go into radio i had to go into the studio for radio today so i got up early i was like i'll just watch it before and about a half hour and i was like i got time after radio i can just finish it like it never captured my my attention and i just i it was it was a long 70 minutes look and i'm I'm telling you guys you guys say well it's a terrible movie of course you didn't catch your attention of course you didn't like trust me stick with us us as a pod, and you're going to hear yeah. other episodes where we are going to talk about movies that you might think are terrible, that one of us swears is terrible, and the other one is like, you know what, this movie's pretty good. Exactly, and just a little little taste of those uh, possibilities. Uh, the movie Envy may come mm-hmm. up. That's a that's yeah. a favorite of a means. Uh, the movie Showgirls, the movie Summer Catch. Summer Catch, and, yeah. And by the way, for you Patreon subscribers, which is this how you're getting it, uh, we've got a channel in the Discord. If you want to drop in your suggestions, your questions about these movies, uh, any comments you have, any fun facts you have about these movies of what we have watched or what we will watch or what you want us to watch, just drop it in that Discord channel, uh, the Cinephobe Discord channel, right there on the Count the Dings Patreon uh discord so um yeah the, the, ho- the hope is to make it pretty interactive for you guys where you know not only can you suggest movies that we should watch um but also the, the ones that we do review we want to hear back from you so if yeah. you have seen kangaroo jack 2 uh kangaroo jack good day usa uh which by the way i don't think good day usa was ever uttered in the entire movie. no not once not not a there's, o- there's only one, one guy with an australian accent turns out he wasn't really australian right um <laughs> But if you if you have seen it and you want to get drop a uh, drop us a line on the voicemail or, or or you know in the Discord or or any other uh, means and we know we'll we'll definitely get your your feedback out here. And by the way, if you suggest a movie and we end up taking that suggestion, we'll bring you on for a couple minutes to have you uh, tell us why you pitched this movie. So how oh, about that's that? A good, that's a good idea. I just thought of that. Yeah. So how about that? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's Cinephobe for uh, for Amin Al Hassan for Anthony Mays. I'm Zach Harper, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, Information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C O R I E N T.com. Corient.com.